welcome to the City Point Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. Every day is an opportunity to take hold of. So we hope this message inspires you and builds your faith, that it helps you have more of a God perspective for your day. Enjoy. Are you ready to receive an amazing word today? If you are, can you declare out loud, today my heart is open, my ears are alert to grow and change and never be the same. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. And uh, parents, we have to get through the next short message with your kids in the room. And so we thought we would help. Um, We've got some hosts with candy canes. And if you're happy for your child to have a candy cane, uh, just put your hand up and they'll just come around or they'll just feed your child wherever they are and um, will help us through the next few minutes. So good. Candy canes are great. They get stuck in your teeth and you can go for hours chewing. So good. Hey, I want to read you a scripture before I give you the title this morning. And uh, this is a great scripture. We've used it a lot this year. John just used it in a message uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I like this scripture because there was a day when I used to go to church and this was the controversial scripture. And um, whenever I a woman got up on the platform, half the church would walk out the doors. And we don't live in those days, well, at least not in this church. And, um, but it's a scripture that's going to teach us a lot about the confession that you guys just made. And uh, so that was a bit of a trick today. I've trapped you already into the message. 1 Corinthians 14, 33 to 35 says this. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. As in all the churches of the saints, let your women keep silent in the churches. We could stop there. For they are not permitted to speak, but they are to be submissive as the law also says. Verse 35, and if they want to learn something, let them ask their own husbands at home. For it is shameful for a woman to speak in church. Did you all hear that? Directly from the Word of God. You've heard it, and there it is. The title of today's message is Learn, Unlearn, and Relearn. Learn, Unlearn, and Relearn. We've got to do this throughout our life because it's called maturity, maturing. As we mature, we realize the ways of a child are no longer good enough when you've got children yourself. And so you've got to become the adult. So you have to unlearn some things and you've got to relearn some things as well. And so Alvin Toffler, who's a great philosopher, he's credited with saying, the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. There's no doubt I just read you a scripture from the Word of God and Paul clearly says, Women should not teach in church. And then Paul even says it again, if, if you're not happy with that, in uh, 1 Timothy 2. However, who knows that context changes everything? It's all about context. One of the greatest things I ever learned in Bible college and interns you're going to learn next year, if you sign up for that, you need to do that today, is context. How to read the Bible with context. This is why... To people without the Spirit of God in their lives, the Bible is just like 
gibberish. It just doesn't make sense. But when you've got the Spirit of God in you, He helps you read and understand context and remembers other things about the Word of God, but remembers who God is also. This is the, the amazing thing about context, is context in the Bible, if you read a verse, I teach my kids, if you read a verse, you then need to read the chapter and understand what that whole chapter is actually talking about. But more than that, you then need to read the whole book of the Bible, okay? Because then you understand who that book was addressed to and why it was addressed to them. But then if it's the Old Testament, you probably need to read the New Testament because then you'll get the revelations of the disciples when Jesus came to fulfill the law, not to do away with the law. And we read in today's story that this was a, a scripture that was said to the church according to the law. But Jesus came and fulfilled that. So now we have New Testament, Old Testament context. But then when you read the whole Bible with an open heart and open hands, you then get the heart of God. And so when you read New Testament stories or Old Testament stories, you can then go, with the Holy Spirit's help, this does not sound like God who is love. I need to read and study just a bit more. Or call a friend. John, I'll give you his number afterwards. He'll probably just give you my number and we'll go back and forth. I'll give you dad's number. There we go. Sorted. There's another story. It was once a cold winter's day and my child asked, Dad, can I go swimming? My answer was no. Five years later, I was talking with that child and realized that he's never been swimming again. Context changes everything. <laughs> Slowly get it. If it was a summer's day, he would have been a yes. Okay. In Greece and Asia Minor was littered with false gods, many of whom were god esses. And the Ephesian goddess Artemis influenced very strongly in the community, in Ephesus and all the way around to Corinth. And at one point in history, she was the basis of Ephesus' full income. All of trade in Ephesus was unbelievable. It wasn't something like we see trade is powerful in today's world. Trade in Ephesus actually formulated the income for the average family because they would have carvings and idols and there was the temple and, and all the rest. And so this created an income for the whole community. Also, there was evidence of massive temples made, and you can see this in your history books, to six or more goddesses around that community. These are massive temples. They're not like today's churches, okay? These were literally millions and millions of dollars back then temples were huge. And as Christianity was getting established, because you've got to remember, this is all new. Jesus has just been on the scene. And Christianity and churches is a new thing. Churches that we know, Pentecostal-style Christian churches were being established. And women had a huge voice in society in general. It wasn't like today's Western world where Men are very vocal and loud. It was actually the tables were turned and women pretty much ran the household. And um, the reason why is because of who their goddesses were. The goddesses were uh, gods of fertility and, and birth and war and things like this. And so the women had mass power in the community and the laws of the community. We can start to understand the context now, right? 
And so the context to Paul's teaching is that women in these cities in these times didn't yet understand this new teaching of this Jesus Christ, the one and only Messiah, the one and only true God. In fact, when you study, I did a bit of this in Bible college, they actually used to get carvings of their gods and have them all over the window sills in their house and over their kitchen benches. And it was insane. The children were brought up with this way of thinking. And so because the women were this way inclined, they were mixing their own beliefs and experiences with what Jesus and Paul taught, therefore creating false doctrine. And so Paul had to bring the church into order. And that's the context. But you will notice that women did preach and did teach and did prophesy all throughout Scripture. In fact, the greatest story that we have come to know, the rising of our Savior Jesus Christ, was carried first on the lips of a woman. Acts 18.26, both Priscilla and Aquila taught and corrected doctrine. In Acts 2.17, it includes the daughters will prophesy. Galatians 3.28, there is neither male nor female, so work that out. I don't think God really cares who carries the message. And Titus 2.3, older women will teach what is good. I am thankful for that in today's world. However, 1 Timothy 2.11 follows on to say, let a woman learn in silence with all submissiveness. So you're back on the hook now. But this is what that's actually saying. Let the women unlearn and relearn. Unlearn and relearn. And can I say, this is just one story in the Bible. And I could probably give you a lot more stories for the men to unlearn and relearn from the Bible. Okay, just going to bring a bit of balance to that. Got silent in the women department here today. Um, when I was an apprentice, I was going to bring up, um, and I think I should have, we've got so many kids here today, but I was going to bring up some ropes. Um, I am an amazing rope tire. And I know you might not know that about me, but if you've got a ute with a big load, I'll sort it out for you. In fact, it's one of my highly developed skills in my life. Should I just keep boasting? Like, I just feel like a bit silent here today in this Pentecostal church. And um, so I, I've learned a number of not, knots. I can't say the names of them because I didn't learn that. I had a bad teacher. He just taught me the knots themselves. It's not my dad. I'm going all the way back to when I was an apprentice. I was a, um, and my foreman taught me all the knots. But he had a flaw in his philosophy. And um, we used to go out on jobs and I would tie down all the amazing big loads that the average human being would come falling off their ute, but not off my ute because of my knots. And so he would get me to do these knots. But we would always get back to the shop and he would take forever to undo all the knots. And I, would, I was so speedy because I understand knots. Am I getting this through? Anyway, enough about me, all about Jesus. And um, so we're, we're undoing these knots this one day and he slapped my hand out of the way and they used to curse and swear at me. It's just the way sometimes, you know. 
And we don't get hung up on that. We're bigger than that. And so it didn't affect me at all. And um, <laughs> any counselors in the house this morning? Anyway, so I was undoing this knot. And um, he slapped my hand away, cursed and sweared at me and said, Graham, you can't do it like that. And I just looked at him. I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I was a respectful Christian boy, so I just thought this. But I just thought, man, I'm like beating you at undoing all these knots. Anyway, I used to push the knot to undo it. And he, he doesn't believe you can push a knot backwards to undo a knot. But the truth is, is every strand is wound together and a rope's made of three cords. And, and when you turn that, those, uh, each strand, when you turn them backwards, they tighten. And so therefore it gets a little bit thinner and you can push it through the opposite way. So here I am, speedy, and here he is, leg, and very slow. But he needed that day to learn something from his young Padawan. Is that what you say? I don't know, Star Wars. He needed to unlearn and to relearn. So here's my question. What is it in your world that you need to unlearn and relearn today? You've got a few days left. Why don't you start 2023 knowing something new? All right, go home, ask your husband or your wife, hey, honey, what the, the list is going to be big if you ask your wife anyway. Did you not read the scripture I just said? Like, women, when you go home, be submissive to your husbands and, and relearn. <laughs> but you might get a big list, right? But that's okay because we're about maturing in health and growing as Christians and believers and, and as human beings so that we are effective and great people as we move forward. And so why don't you ask someone close to you, well, hey, what's something I, I need to unlearn and relearn? Maybe when you're reading the Bible and you're hearing stories like I've just said today, and your, your hairs on the back of your neck rise up, why don't you go, hang on, instead of me judging today, I'm just going to see if there's something I can unlearn and relearn first. And I encourage you that we will all move forward together. Is that good? Is that something you can receive today? You know, Moses in Pharaoh's house, Moses was, uh, in Scripture, was brought up in Pharaoh's house with a view of the Hebrews. You know, he, he viewed the Hebrews a particular way. Pharaoh and all these people used to whip the Hebrews and slave labor, and, and they used to build all the temples and that for him. And, and Moses grew up with this understanding when he realized one day that he himself was actually a Hebrew. And you can see the context of his whole life in that moment just would have changed. He ran away. He then spent 40 years unlearning and relearning the call of God on his life. At the beginning of the Exodus journey, the years, you can read that story in, in Exodus in the Bible, God asked Moses to strike a rock. And God said that when you strike that rock, a river of water will come out and, and uh, quench the thirst of millions of Israelites. And then later on, God asked Moses to speak to the rock. So this is a long time later. He says, speak to the rock and we'll bring water back to Israel again. But Moses did what he always knew, the last miracle. He was actually cranky that day when you read the Bible. And it was, he wasn't quite in his sorts. And so he went back and he struck the rock. Now God's an amazing, gracious God. 
He doesn't strike you down when you disobey. And so water came back out. But there is consequences for our actions, right? And so we can disobey. It doesn't mean God doesn't love us or even save us as he did the Israelites. Water came out of that rock and quenched their thirst. But Moses never got to enter the promised land. And can I say this this morning? There are some people in this place and you're struggling to enter your promised land. See, you've maybe at some point in your life, you've walked away from God, you've rejected his instruction, you've disobeyed or you've enjoyed living in your sin again, but you do know in your heart the truth, the truth of who God is, the truth of his love, and how he wants to transform your life and make you a great, great person. And so in your journey of life, you feel like I'm just always hitting these ceilings. I I can't seem to move forward. I can't seem to walk into my promised land and to the life that I know I can have. And you just got this tension always with you. Here's the beauty about God, all right, is God won't hold you there. He's a merciful, gracious, wonderful God. This is all it requires from you and I today is repentance. And this is for, this is for every Christian. This is for a non-believer here today. Repentance is the key. Repentance is the key for us. When we come to God and say, hey, God, I'm so sorry that I looked at that computer screen last night. I'm so sorry that I treated my husband or my wife like they're dirt. I love them. And I can see how you made them is beautiful. God, I bring this to you and I I repent. I'm sorry, God, that I took those drugs just yesterday. Or maybe you just woke up and you're getting ready for church and you couldn't hold the, you couldn't resist. And you're here today in the presence of God. God, I'm sorry. I repent. In fact, I say to you, in my repentance, I'm going to turn away and try to walk towards you again, away from that addiction, away from that thing that's holding me, away from those words that are so destructive. I'm going to walk away. And here's the beautiful thing. I love that song, if you get knocked down, get up again. This is what I believe the Christian journey is actually like. It's not like um, the stories and the movies you see where Jesus glows and he's walking so calmly down the street and people fall over and life is just magical. That's not the real Christian life. Heaven will be like that. It'll be awesome. The real Christian life is is we give our hearts to God and then we have to get up in the morning and we take drugs again. Then we repent. We say, God, with all my heart, with all my strength, I'm going to walk from that. But we can't. We don't. And it's years go on before it's broken. This is, this is the key. If you never get, give up, if you always get up again, that will be shifted from your life one day. I'm sure of it. There's things in my world. When I was a little boy, I just had this, I don't know, revelation of this. And I just realized when I was very young, probably 14 or 15, I just realized I'm not very good at this. And I realized that God loves me no matter what. I just went to church my whole life and heard the messages every week. And I just realized God doesn't think any less of me because I've done what I've done today. And so I put those two together 
And I said, well, all I can do is my best. So I'll make sure every day I do my best for Jesus. And I know that with that, I will never lose my faith. I will never lose my self-confidence and has brought me to where I am today. You can do the same in your life again. Don't let the enemy rob you from who you are, but let Jesus fulfill you even in your humanity. Amen. So good. So this was a learning moment for Moses that God isn't limited, but can work in, in ways we've never seen and don't understand. So the question once again, are there things in your life, in your world that you can unlearn and relearn? Love can be like this also. Maybe in your experience of love, that it has only ever been aggressive or abusive. I think this is common in today's world. It's sad, but I'm glad that we've got an answer. So because of this, you push people away when the friendship begins to become one of love. At that moment right there, you push people away. You may miss out on a great friendship or marriage if you don't allow yourself to relearn what love is. Easier said than done, but you can do it if you walk with Jesus because Jesus is pure and whole love and we all need it. The love of Jesus Christ is a love that mends your soul and heals your heart. And as you continue on your faith journey with Jesus, He will mend your soul and heal your heart so that you can love again. His love is patient with you. His love is kind for you. And His love is pure in you. We all need real, pure love. It's how we're designed, amen. Inside you is the strength. I, I, just, I just want you just to lean in just for a bit. We're, we're nearly finished. We're doing really well today. I want you to know, because I know that this is a real topic in today's world, love. I talk about it a lot, actually, the pure love of God. I want everyone to know, no matter your age, you have the strength to get to and obtain the love of Jesus Christ in your life. And you have the strength in you, put there by God and with God, to be able to love others as you are learning how God loves you. You have that in you. Nobody can rob the love of Jesus. They can rob human love and its experience but no one can rob what isn't theirs, theirs to rob. The love of Jesus will mend you and make you whole. Amen. You receive that today. And just in finishing, maybe you thought Christianity is for wimps. I grew up with this until I realised, man, you can't be a wimp and be a Christian in today's world. Perhaps you've been taught that God isn't real or Christianity is for losers but today you're experiencing something completely different. It takes strength to give your heart to God, to go to your workplace and, and keep to your morals and the values of the Word of God. 
that takes real strength and courage. And today you've come in and you've thought that or you're listening to this and maybe you've thought that, but you're starting to unlearn and relearn. Maybe your business is capped and you're frustrated. It's like you're constantly hitting ceilings. You don't know how to bust through. Can I encourage you? You can unlearn and relearn some business skills simply by looking out who's a business owner that's beyond who you are. If you're a small business, why don't you go see this guy at 40 Winks? He's been here longer than what I've been living in this community. He's been here for about 30 years down there. How is he successful going through all the seasons that has happened in this community and he's still there? Go meet Go meet him and say, hey, can I have a coffee with you? Can you speak into my world? I'm a small business owner. You know, find someone, call a friend, talk to Mel and I or, or one of the leaders in the church. We'll connect you to multi-million dollar businesses in City Point Church between all of our locations and get you a coffee date. And you can unlearn and relearn some strategies to grow your business through whatever trial you might be going through. Maybe you've grown up in church and like the story I've shared today, you've always struggled when my wife gets up on platform or Rachel comes up and brings the Word of God and and you've just struggled a little bit. You don't need to struggle anymore. The Word of God, I've cleared it up for you today. It's all good, okay? Context cleared it. But it's an unlearn, relearn time for you as well. Or maybe like me and many people I know, Perhaps you're from poor or uneducated household. I wasn't from poor. My wife was more that way, but I was definitely uneducated myself. Left school early, all the rest. But today you can choose also, as I did, to unlearn and relearn. I've shared this many times, but I just want to hit on it once more. When I went to Bible college, I had to wait till my 30s. I was so scared of going back learning. My first day, I, I came home like one of those wimps and um, I nearly broke down in tears when my wife asked me what it was. And I said, Bob, I don't even know what cert means. What are they? I, don't, I got no idea when they're talking about cert one, cert three, cert four. I don't know. I, didn't, I think I'm doing a diploma, but I'm not sure what it means. So I don't really know what I'm doing. This was my education. You thought you were bad. But this is my education understanding. And I was nearly in tears. Can I tell you that that year for us was the year that God actually taught me faith. And I've learned something really special since then. Without faith, you're a wimp. Because it requires faith to move the mountain in your life. Yeah. But I've also learned this. If you're like, oh man, he just called me a wimp. (laughs) It's all good. I was there too. But here, faith is a gift. So when you unpack the scriptures, everyone has a mustard seed of faith. That's beautiful, but it comes from God, so it's a gift. But for every challenge... Every situation in your life, if it's your marriage today, if it's your addiction, if it's your education, if you're looking at internship, 
2023 and your heart's pounding every time we say it. But you're just like, oh, I just happened to look right there, right? And you're just like me, just like, how do I make a step like this? This is that moment where you say to God, hey, God, without you, I don't have what it takes. Would you give me the faith I need for this mountain in my world? And the Bible teaches us that He will give you a measure of faith for what you're facing in your world today. If your marriage is falling apart and you're just trying to hold on because you know what the Bible says, why don't you say, hey, God, I can't do this. I'm at my ends. I need your faith. I need faith to be able to get through this journey right now. Is that good? That's for some people here today. So he taught me faith in that moment. Maybe it's time to upskill or ask someone to teach you about budgeting. Sort your finances out in your world because there's people around who here who are amazing at the dollar, making every cent count, every dollar go somewhere. Amazing at it. To those here who think I'm not smart enough, I'm worthless, no one cares, I'm ugly, I have no experience, I'm too old, I grew up second or third generation, work for the doll, on the doll. Today I want to say to you that you have the power to unlearn and relearn starting today. God has greater for you and more for your life than you could ever imagine. With Him, all things are possible. Amen. Maturing starts when we unlearn and relearn. And to be a healthy person in life, a healthy Christian in faith, it's all about unlearning and relearning. Unlearning and relearning. Who's ever read the book of Matthew verse 1 and every single time you read it, you get something new? I'm like this in the book of Psalms, man. I read Psalms like I know it off by heart, Psalms chapter 1. But <laughs> the genealogies, oh, tell me about it. Like, so I did a, I did a, a we, we finished the message, we're getting there. I'm just going to mumble for a sec. But I, um, I finished Bible college and a year later, I just, I just was in this learning phase of my life. And so I just called up a friend and I said, John, I want to get into learn some Hebrew. So I started for a year, I did Hebrew with John. And, um, and we went into Leviticus and Numbers and all these books and the genealogies. And I went home to Melanie and just went, oh my God. Like I just learned so much through the genealogies in the Bible. And as I was, I was going through them and Rabbi was unpacking who links to what and this and that. And, and I started to study myself. It just like blew my mind of where Jesus come from and how he links all the way back and Adam and Eve and Moses and Noah and, and I could just, the world and context changed for me. And this is where it really started to blow my mind. The power, who said that the Old Testament's done with? I, in that moment, I went, who said that? That is false stuff. Like the Old Testament and the New Testament go hand in hand like a glove. 
You know, Jesus, Jesus came and said, I didn't come to do away with the Old Testament. He said, I come to fulfill it. In other words, I've come to teach you something new, but it doesn't mean the old has no value. See, your experiences in your life, this is good, isn't it? Your experiences in your life, I'm not saying to you today, why don't you unlearn what's happened to you like it's never happened? No, no, no. It's what's happened to you while you're here today listening to this message. We learn from it, but we learn something new. You don't have to live your future from your past, but you can build upon the past to have a greater future with Christ. Amen. So that's what the Old Testament taught me. You know, you might be here today and you've been listening to this and and you're just thinking to yourself, man, how do I move forward from where I am? I I have never given my heart to God. I don't really know if I believe. I'm just struggling with this whole thing. Can I say today, you have the power and the ability to unlearn some stuff and to relearn. See, here's the the revelation about Jesus and salvation. Jesus doesn't come to wipe away. He comes to build upon. This is what I mean by that. some, Some people, I think many people, think if I give my heart to God, I'm going to lose all the fun. If I give my heart to God, I can't do the things I enjoy doing and I love to do. If I give my heart to God, there goes the barbecues with my friends. There goes the hot cars that I love. He, you know, because they call them idols in the church, you know, right? So I can't have anything good in my life. No, no, no. The Bible says that everything good comes from the Lord. See, He doesn't come to do away with everything you love about your life. He comes to add to. He comes to put the plus sign in your world. See, there's things, whether you're rich or poor here today, whatever you love in your life, He doesn't want to come and take that away by rules and regulations. No, no. Jesus come to fulfill those laws. He said, I want to come into your life today because I want to add a new level of joy that you've never experienced. And why don't you just allow the journey with God go, When it comes time to give up the addictions, when it comes time to give up smoking, and when it comes time to change your friends, you will want to do those things. So it's not about rules. It's about your relationship and your heart with Jesus Christ. So today, I'm extending to you an opportunity. If you would like to go on a journey and say, I want to accept Jesus in my life and go on a journey of more, of greater but also of healing and of peace and inner, inner love that only God can give. Only God can do this for you. Possessions won't do it. And a human affection, love, won't do it. Only the love of God. And so you might be here today and you're thinking, I want to be part of this. I'm just going to ask, could we all just close our eyes just for a second? Just honouring this moment. If that's you today, every eye is closed. I'm not going to embarrass anyone or ask them out the front or do weird stuff. We do this every week in the church. And I just want you to be really bold. Just lift your hand just so I can see. And I'm going to pray with you in just a moment.